Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an Agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World Podcast, where we talk about branding, customer, and employee experience in an agile age. Today, we're going to talk about customer journey orchestration and its power in creating great customer experiences. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Tim Clater. First, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do at KiteWheel and what KiteWheel provides to its customers? Great, Greg. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I am the Senior Vice President of Partner and Business Development for North America. Uh, I have been with KiteWheel since its founding in 2013, have a long history in the database marketing space, marketing automation, and real-time decisioning space spanning several companies prior to joining KiteWheel. Um, but KiteWheel offers a real-time customer engagement hub uh, that is an agnostic um, decisioning hub that listens and tracks behavior in real-time channels, as well as legacy and offline channels, in order to drive real-time orchestration. So based on what a customer or prospect does or does not do as part of a visualized journey in our platform, um, we are able to suggest next best action or next best content to that customer that's contextually relevant to how they're behaving or engaging with the brand in real time. And one of the reasons people like this platform is it's, it's a very low code or it's a configuration process in order to build these journeys and do the integrations and um, implementations in weeks as opposed to months. So we've been doing this since 2013 when we were sort of a solution looking for a problem. And our world took off as soon as Forrester picked up the overall wave of journey management, orchestration, and visualization. Great, great. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is a critical component of, of CX. So let's start talking about what makes a good uh, customer experience. So why don't you, um, you know, define what do you, what do you consider great customer experience and how is that measured? Yeah, so I, I, to me, customer experience is um, communications that are that are textually relevant, contextually relevant. You know, we like to say you need to be able to show your prospects and customers that you know them, treat them as if you know them, and certainly reward them and satisfy them as if you know them. Most consumers are are happy to share information and happy to be identified as long as you're getting them from point A to point B in an efficient manner. You know, technology has not afforded us more time. It's afforded us less time. So to me, a great experience is being able to communicate with a brand, let's say my, my satellite TV provider, where I reach out via the 800 number and then I'm on the mobile app and neither of those two channels are obviously not speaking with each other. Right. Uh, a good example is uh, signing up for the NFL package. I go to the mobile app. I sign up. You know, I ask questions. Do I currently have the NFL ticket, Sunday ticket? 
the chat bot says, what are you interested in? Well, I'm interested in finding out if I have the NFL ticket. It goes dead because it's an unintelligent chat bot. I land in Los Angeles because I did it just before a flight. I call the 800 number and they said, what are you interested in? I said, I'm interested in confirming whether I have the NFL ticket. And they say, oh, well, sure you have it. You signed up for it this morning. So it's the disconnected communications and disconnected logic because there's so many databases, so many channels for a brand to coordinate um, that, that tends to cause bad experiences. And as consumers, we are looking to get from point A to point B in a path to purchase or a path to conversion or a path to service resolution as quickly as we can because we are all busy people. Yeah, and you, you touched on this a little bit as far as um, you know, just how how databases need to be connected and, and things like that. But what are some of the other reasons that companies struggle providing this this great customer experience? Well, they're saddled with technology that was never meant, you know, siloed channel specific technology that was never meant to talk across channel. So in order to get that legacy technology to work in a multi-channel or omni-channel environment, there's a lot of custom coding that has to be done. And it's just a very, very heavy lift. Um, true omni-channel orchestration is a little bit disruptive because ultimately you are trying to get to proper resource allocation from a, from a marketing or media spend. And some people see that as threatening. You know, I, I handle the email service provider. I send out a billion emails a year. I don't want to send less emails. I want to I want to keep my job and continue to blast out emails as I see fit. Same thing with display ads. Right. So it, it's hard to tell a, a an enterprise that you should probably be communicating less and communicating better as a, and more efficiently as opposed to communicating more. Yeah, yeah. Are there... Are there specific types of companies or, or use cases that you see are, are most effective or um, or get the best results? You know, where where are you seeing the best success with with orchestration? Well, we we always you know, and again, the bigger the brand, the harder it is to launch the first journey, right, and and get people to learn uh, a new way of doing things as opposed to a batch environment where. I'm blasting you an email every Friday, whether you want it or not, versus you know sending you a personalized email based on what you just did or did not do in another channel. Right. So what we find as a starting point is linking a CRM database or a CDP database to the email system and then the web behavior that we're tracking uh, on that customer or prospect. And that can be done anonymously, and then certainly when they when they tell us who they are, then then obviously we have a known identity. So we we tend to start with just two channels, one or two channels in a database, and then over time we add the third channel, the fourth channel, the fifth channel, because it's it's a pretty heavy lift to move somebody from batch and blast to a real time interaction management environment. Yeah, and I, it seems like there's. Um there's challenges on the technical front. I mean, would you say, you know, what are some of the challenges internally in an organization um, as well that might make it, uh, you know, that either makes it easier or makes it more difficult depending on how you look at it? Yeah, what makes it more difficult is, you know, again, th there's certain technology that can do what we do from a decision rules engine or if you look at Sprinkler and what it can do in the social channel, it can, you know, read a tweet, uh, 
put some logic behind it and, and send an intelligent response back. The problem is, as I leave Twitter and engage with that brand in a different channel, Sprinkler is not going to be able to do that cross-channel tracking. So they will lose me. So some other piece of technology now has to pick me up on the website. That doesn't talk to Sprinkler. So the way we've set up marketing, uh, MarTech and ad tech departments, and, and even service, you know, customer service and service resolution, you know, it's all independently driven. And while the CMO may have the overall responsibility of customer experience, um, a lot of these independent channels have their own fiefdoms and, and budgets, and, and a lot of it just isn't coordinated. Content is also a heavy lift as well, Greg. You know, the two the two pushbacks we get are my data isn't perfect. I need a CDP or I need to clean up my data before I, uh, you know, launch something like this. And also my content is all over the board. You know, I've got some of it in a content management system, some of it in a digital asset management system or my ESP system. And a lot of clients struggle with because because at the end of the day, this is all about content optimization, the right message at the right time. And complex message matrices to support the complex decisioning that a that a real time journey orchestration is 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 providing. Yeah, and I mean, it definitely under you know hear you on the the there's silos of of technology and there's you know silos of of internal teams. How do you what what are the teams you know on the on the organizational side of things? What are the teams that you've seen um, that have got to you know work together more closely that maybe traditionally haven't, uh, you know, since customer experience really is a holistic way of looking at things, you know, what, what are the teams that you've seen are that are maybe even struggling the most um, as, they're, yeah. as they're learning to work with each other? Well, customer experience is sort of going through a metamorphosis of itself. A, a lot of customer, traditional customer experiences come from the customer service side, Right. And then marketing may have a user experience or overall loyalty or overall customer treatment um, um, function in marketing. But, you know, as brands start to figure this out, they're, they're more and more there, there is a person for overall customer experience um, that's managing that, who hopefully has broad authority to pull the, this channel activity together. So it's changing, you know, as, as, as enterprises realize that the best way for me to differentiate if I'm Citibank uh, against Chase or Bank of America is, is how I treat my existing customers. Because everybody, you know, all the banks provide mortgages, credit cards, investment services. There's not a lot of difference between Citibank and Bank of America from an acquisition standpoint. Uh, it's how they treat me and how they onboard me and how they service me going forward that makes the difference. Yeah, absolutely. So, what uh, what makes Kite Wheels solution unique and, and beneficial? So, so first and foremost, it's it, it's agnostic. So, we don't have to go into a large enterprise and say, you know what, you got to get rid of this piece of Adobe, or this piece of Salesforce, or this legacy system. We can sit on top of anything that's within the enterprise to leverage what you've already done. So that helps us. Um, get to market very, very quickly with the time interaction journeys that are built within our platform. Um, and then secondly, we believe true smart orchestration cross-channel is driven by advanced decisioning. And whether that's artificial intelligence or machine learning or simple rules and complex rules, um, true orchestration has to have a brain behind it. 
And we try to come in and say, look, keep what you have. Kite Wheel is going to sit on top of that and unify. I mean, one way to think about it is it's the centralized brain that unifies that firing to the synapses, which is the individual channels. Yeah. So how, um, let's talk about data a little bit. So, you know, definitely, you know, you're orchestrating the, where thing, you know, where the customer's going and everything like that. How does data get managed and orchestrated and, and all of that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we use a federated data model. So we don't have to, you don't have to have all of your attributes in one place. We have database listeners that are only grabbing the attributes in real time that are necessary for the logic being driven as I, as I interact with Greg versus Tim versus Don versus Shelly. So if they are existing customers, I'm only going to pull the three attributes for the decisioning graph that's being fired at that at that point in time. And a lot of clients will say, "Look, my you know my data is all over the place. I've got loyalty databases, I've got service databases, and it's like, well, that's fine. If you want to continue like we've been doing since 1985 <laughs> to build the perfect to build the perfect 360 degree of degree of your customer prospect base, you go ahead and have at it." But we only need access to the attributes that are relevant to the journey that we're trying to push. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So outside of, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the marketing and, and customer experience. Um, you know, outside of that, um, what are some applications that orchestration um, might be able to solve for uh, for enterprises? Yeah, so we started out heavily, uh, heavily centric in, in marketing applications. So paths to purchase, paths to response, paths to conversion. But we've seen a lot of traction in customer service, you know, that is saddled with tons of technology, tons of, um, of, of real-time interactions that may not necessarily fit with each other. And we've seen a lot of uptick in, in big brands, insurance companies, financial services, where call center is a major initiative, you know, either reducing my calls or making my calls more productive and efficient. Um, We've seen a big uptick in that. And then, and then certainly where you come from, Greg, uh, around employee orchestration. So whether that's using real time messaging and, and and contextually relevant messaging to onboard an employee. um, If you're, if you're trying to find an IT or developer who's, who's in high demand how can I use customer experience or, and orchestration to drive a better impression with that potential employee to get them onboarded? Again, just like Citibank will compete with Bank of America through experience, a lot of hiring companies are trying to compete in that same vein. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know what we've seen the the employee journey. You know, there's there's different names for the stages, but it's really it really is the same. Um, it's the same idea of of guiding someone through a journey. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 like consumers, right? Um, <laughs> we don't want you to waste our time, and we want to be informed, right? We want to be informed and pushed with the accurate message of who I am, what I represent with the firm, and and what I should do next. Really, is all we're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. Well, yeah. Uh, so one last question before we wrap up here. Um, what advice would you have for someone that, uh, you know, either they want to learn more about how orchestration could benefit their company or just orchestration in general? 
Well, Forrester has, you know, obviously a lot of coverage. They were, they were between them and Gartner, they were the first ones to really dedicate an entire wave around journey management, journey visualization, and journey orchestration. So they're, they're a terrific resource. Um, unfortunately, this is a very cluttered marketplace. You've got a lot of companies and providers who are all saying the same thing, whether I'm a tag management company or whether I'm a content management provider or an email service provider, they're all saying journey this, journey that, mm. cross-channel, omni-channel. Um, so you have to be careful because there's a lot of confusion. And of course, brands, you know, have everybody coming at them at once. Um, but, you know, there's tons of information out there that, that's publicly available. Certainly, if you search for customer journey orchestration, you'll you'll see the myriad of providers that will, that will show up in that search. Yeah. But, um, you know, we provide a, a maturity model that, that brands can, it's a white paper, about a seven-page white paper that a brand can um, review to understand how ready are they for customer journey approaches, right, and journey orchestration. What is the, 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 the shape of my existing data? What is the shape of my content? You know, what pieces of technology do I have to, to make this happen versus what may be needed? So we try to help them assess as we sell into um, to give them a sense of, yeah, I can do this. And, and then certainly when they're ready to start, we push a crawl, walk, run approach because, um, again, most brands are not used to leveraging real-time messaging um, that, that's, that's, that's resonating from a cross-channel approach. So it's very much a, a, a test and learn, start small, uh, don't try to boil the ocean and hook you know, seven channels together because the more channels you, you try to connect in the integrations, the more data you're going to have to ingest and the more logic you're going to have to build to make sense of that data that's firing in real time. Yeah. So, you know, again, starting with a database link to a website or a database website and email is a perfect way to start. Um, you know, as we've done this, a lot of brands have come to us and just with the realization that I can't send 25, you know, irrelevant um, emails to my customer base anymore. Right. I, you know, I'm getting I'm getting killed with opt out. I'm using all these other channels to communicate with my customers and prospects. Uh, I'm not leveraging it because I don't know who's coming in through other channels that I'm that I'm touching. So, mm. you know, the smart brands are really figuring it out that well, I don't have to send 20 emails just because they're a half a penny a piece to sell uh, to send. Right, right. Well, or display them... ads that are yeah that are a half uh, a penny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, Tim, uh, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, and uh, for those listening, uh, what's the best way for them to learn more about what you're doing and, and keep up with you? Yeah, so we have a very robust website uh, with lots of content that can be downloaded. It's www.kitewheel.com. And uh, if you just go to that website, you'll find tons of information about projects, partners that we do business with, uh, a lot of applications from awareness to an acquisition to loyalty to advocacy. So that's a great place to start. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank uh, Tim Clater, Senior Vice President, Partner Development, uh, Development North America at Kite Wheel for joining the show. Um, to learn more about customer and employee experience, I recommend you go to my website, gregkillstrom.com, and make sure to check out my latest book, The Center of Experience. From, uh, more information is available on my website or wherever the book is available, like Amazon. Thanks for listening to The Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week.
Thanks again for listening to the Agile World Podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.